Hello, Internet. My name's Jonathan Cook. Hello, uh, Matt Gable. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a bit distracted, Matt. What's going on? I've got a hot cross bun in my mouth. <laughs> Shows how dedicated, prepared you are for the podcast. <laughs> yes. Snacking away. Well, happy Easter, Jonathan. Ah, it's a very happy Easter to all our listeners. It's the Dexter podcast all over again. <laughs> yeah, great time yeah. to remember the... Uh, Crucifixion and resurrection. Buns, of, well, I was going to say crucifixion, resurrection of, of Jesus buns. Christ. <laughs> and a great way to remember that is through having got cross buns. Sorry, <laughs> <Do> I, <laughs> I want people to be able to hear me on the podcast, right. Matt. Okay, truly. I'm going to pause. Sorry, if it sounds like I'm eating through the podcast. It's because you are. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm sorry if I sound a little irritable myself. I'm not in my favourite chair. I have a I have a podcast chair yeah, that I like to yeah. record the podcast in. I refer to him as old breaky because there's a... It's broken at the back. It's broken at the back, but it has a nice, comfortable cushion. I'm not on said cushion, so... Do you want me to get your cushion? It's a bit late for that, man. Okay. Let's get into the podcast. What are we talking about this week? Archer. That was to the point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Series 3 has just finished. Mm. So if you're a fan of that... You can see whether we were, we are also a fan, and if you're not, we'll let you know whether you should uh, get into it. I was not a fan of this. You were the one who told me about it, told me to watch it, said, let's do a podcast on it. So I thought, oh, I'm game. I'm up for anything. So I've just watched the third season, but I haven't seen the first two. And I've seen all the shows, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if our thoughts differed. You just picking up the uh, the show at season three and mm. me haven't seen all of it. It wasn't too bad. It was pretty easy to follow. So let's tell the listeners what the show is. Okay. Um, the main guy in it is Archer. Sterling Archer. Yeah, it's a bit like House and Bones and all these shows that are just named after the, the, the main character. But with a, with, with a word that also means something else. <laughs> like, there's House. There's also a house. Like, that's, a, that's an object that has nothing to do with the character. There's, there's Bones. That's a nickname, Bones. I guess she looks at Bones. That's got something to do with the character. But Bone is also an object. Archer is his name, but you also have archers, like people who, who shoot things with bows and arrows. So you know, that's a bit of a trend with TV nowadays. Think of some object or item or something that doesn't have much to do with the character and just name the show after that word and name the character after that word. I think Archer's clearly winning that name battle. Sterling Archer is clearly the coolest name of all the, of those three. Mm. Yeah. Monk, another one. I'm surprised that... Uh... Bones is named after the girl. I pre- I haven't seen the show, but I just presumed it was about the dude and not about the girl that is surprisingly punching above her weight to be with said dude. That's pretty hot in Bones. Yeah. I think she's, uh, isn't she Zooey Deschanel's sister? Yeah, that sounds feasible. Yeah, Emily Deschanel. Zooey's so much hotter. I guess. I wouldn't complain if I was Emily with how I looked. <laughs> So Sterling Archer is a secret agent. He is at he's at the uh, fictional intelligence agency ISIS, and his mum is his boss. Mm. Always trouble working with family. Never mix family and business, especially with this mother. The, their relationship. Uh, I think Freud would be a fan of uh, the show Archer. There's a lot of weird psychological uh, <laughs> things going on there. Mm. And so as much as this is a show about secret agents, it's kind of also office humour in a way. Mm. It's about the people that work at ISA. So you have uh, the accountant, Cyril. Mm-hmm. You have the HR manager, Pam. The secretary, Carol. 
mm. or Cheryl. Archie can't tell the difference. They mm. always mix them up to the uh, point where I've mixed her names up. I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even pick up either of those two names. <laughs> so like... And there's two other special agents. Uh, Lana, the uh, sexy part black girl who mm-hmm. um, Archie used to date. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray, the gay special agent. Was a bit of a weirdo guy that seems a I don't know rising a little bit of Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad like he's got a similar look sort of always wearing that sort of uh, like overall like uh, Krieger the, yeah. the scientist yeah he's always coming up with uh, pretty weird <laughs> inventions <laughs> so what do you think of these characters Matt do you do you buy into the uh, the setup of the show. It's pretty good. It's pretty entertaining. You've got these characters. Uh, they're very dysfunctional. They don't get on very well. That's like a bit, bit of a good mix. Like, you've got a lot of egos in the room and a lot of different opinions and uh, adds up to some uh, pretty good comedy. Yeah, I think he's got a really great uh, cast of characters with some good voice actors, too. Mm. Uh, we have Jessica Walter from Arrested Development. Yes, playing the character she played in Arrested Development. <laughs> Similar. Perhaps a little bit more manipulative and perhaps psychotic. Mm. In Arrested Development or in this? She kills people in this. Okay, this. <laughs> Judy Greer, also from Arrested Development. Yeah. Played the uh, secretary Kitty. Who now plays the secretary Gerald. Mm. But Will Arnett, um, playing the magician of the... Uh... No. No. <laughs> Unfortunately not. But the more Arrested Development actors, the better. Mm. But uh, Chris Parnell from Saturday Night Live plays Cyril. You also might remember him from 30 Rock as Dr. Uh, Spe- Specimen. Or... <laughs> Tracy refers to him as uh, Dr. Spaceman. Yeah. Uh, he calls himself Dr. Spechemin. Spechemin, yeah. You have enough uh, problems pronouncing things regularly, Matt. Uh, a little bit more difficult with Hot Cross Bun in your mouth. Okay, well, I've finished the Hot Cross Bun now. <laughs> um, no more bun in my mouth. Is that dirty? Like, it's when you said it, that was my... Yeah. Like... Apologies. <laughs> Apologies to the kids listening. At uni yesterday, I yeah. won't bother you with the, the, the setup, but this 50-year-old lady said, you might as well throw a long one in there. And it yeah. was so hard not to say that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very disappointed that you didn't. <laughs> oh... And obviously, the show is uh, mainly about Archer. No surprise. This is a pretty interesting character, this guy. He is pretty egotistical. His world revolves around him, perhaps more so than most TV characters. Because a lot of TV characters are egotistical. Like We've got the George Costanzas and things, but he is pretty focused on himself (laughs) 24-7. Archer uses the fact that he's a special agent in order to pick up girls. He uses the company bank account in order to pay for lavish hotels and hookers. Hmm. He treats his uh, his butler uh, Woodhouse pretty terribly, yeah. uh, and he treats pretty much everyone around him the same. Yeah, could be a bit related to his relationship with his mother. Yes, uh, her distant, uh, controlling, manipulative hmm. form of love has done a bit of a number on Archer. Yes. Very much so. But even though Archer constantly uses everyone else for his own personal gain, we still like him. Yeah. Because he's such a hilarious, just cool, yeah. 
awesome guy, basically. Yes. And I, I love the um, how this show, they'll get sidetracked with things like, I was watching an episode where someone mentions Animal Farm, and the whole group just have a debate in the middle of the secret agent situation about what Animal Farm is. <laughs> like, I just love those little asides and the conversational humour, and, and Arch is always so good with that, like, it's not a book, it's a novella. Like, I just, uh, prices. The show is quite gag-based. There's a lot of mm. quick dialogue, one-liners. Yeah. I think Adam Reed, the creator and main writer on the show, is one of the best at it. Mm. Uh, an example is uh, one of the characters has an ocelot. It's a type of cat as a mm. pet. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have many many toys to play with. And, yeah. and Arch is disappointed that the, the, the cat isn't having enough fun. And he comes out and he's like, seriously, get it some toys to play with or something. It's like Meowschwitz in there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just, <laughs> just the puns like that. Yeah. Uh, and I, as you know, I'm not as big a fan of the pun. Uh, yeah, I was about to you say, are, you were man. very critical of the uh, of the Muppet movie puns, and now Archer throws in a couple of puns, you're like, oh, these puns are great, I love a good pun. <laughs> uh, Rich is a whole new level of pun, uh, Archer does. <laughs> Something that Archer does have is... Uh, Quite a, quite a strong female cast. Like, about half of the cast, maybe even a bit more so, is, is actually, actually female in the show. And, and they've got some quite prominent roles. And when you've got quite a few females um, in the show, something we sometimes like to do is a bit of the uh, old screw, marry, kill game. <laughs> people love this game. We haven't done one in a while. So, who are the three people we have? We have that girl that no one knows the name of. <laughs> the secretary, Cheryl. Okay, Cheryl. Um, so she is the secretary. You've got uh, Pam, the HR manager, and you've got Lana, who is Archer's partner in cr- well, not in crime, in secret agentness. Um, <laughs> so Jonathan, which one would you screw? Which one would you marry? Which one would you kill? This is a pretty tough choice. Uh, initially, I thought I was going to kill Pam. Uh, Pam's pretty overweight, she's pretty crude, she's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes at ISIS. Hmm. But it turns out that she's amazing in bed. Yeah. Uh, so, perhaps I won't kill her right away. Cheryl, or Carol, whatever her name is. She's pretty attractive, she seems pretty adventurous sexually, and also turns out that uh, she... <laughs> Uh, her family are multi, multi, multi millionaires, mm. so could be marrying into some money there. Yeah, and Lana, pretty much the sexiest character on TV. The the, the <laughs> outfits that they get Lana to wear in yeah. the show are pretty hilariously yeah. Mm. Um, sexual. Yeah, and she's probably the smartest, coolest, and most reasonable yes. of the three. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna go kill Pam. Screw Cheryl, marry Lana. Yeah. It seems like a fairly similar thought process for me. Yeah, it does turn out Pam's apparently pretty good in bed, <laughs> but I just don't like her as much as the other two. So I'm like, yeah, just kill her. And the other two, it's interesting. I think I am most attracted to Cheryl. Once again, proving my suspicions that you're a racist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, yeah, with her, um, like, but the more I got to know Cheryl, like, the more concerned I was. Like, it does seem like she's a bit unstable and 
maybe like I feel like if we were married, she'd be cheating on me and all sorts of things like that. So I think it's probably safer, although with who you do get the money, though I'd never marry just for money. Um, <laughs> so with Cheryl, I guess I would screw her and then uh, marry Lana, same as you. We're in agreement. Yes. There we go. So sometimes in our podcast, we like to place ourselves in the, the situations of uh, mm. the characters that we're watching. Yeah. These guys have a pretty sexy job, pretty interesting role uh, being mm. special agents. Yeah. Uh, so we thought we'd discuss how we'd be as special agents, whether we'd be uh, good in the James Bond role, mm. Archer role. I'm probably a little less confident in my ability to be a great secret agent as I might have been in a zombie apocalypse situation or a Hunger Games situation, just because I feel like Secret Agent, you are having to go up against people who are pretty well trained and and pretty skilled themselves. Uh, so that could be difficult. I think I'd like to be a Secret Agent. I pretty much want to be Archer when I grow up. Yep. Uh, I would definitely take his approach at just telling girls that I am a Secret Agent mm-hmm. in order to get them to hook up with me. Okay. In the show, it seems quite easy to be a special agent. Yes. Archer is constantly so self-involved, constantly making mistakes, but he still manages to get away from all these crazy situations. No matter what, how many times he gets captured, he's always able to, to yeah. bust free. So that makes me think, well, if Archer could do it, I could probably do it too. Mm. I think in the real world... Yeah, it uh, might not be that easy. I'd be dead pretty quickly if I yeah. took the Sterling Archer yeah. approach yes. to being a secret agent. Mm. Yeah, like, I do think in real life being a secret agent isn't probably as glamorous as, like, TV shows and movies predict. Like, I feel like the the time real secret agents spend in tuxedos is probably a lot less <laughs> <laughs> than, than, than we see in these sorts of shows and movies. Was Jack Bauer ever in a tuxedo? No. He, uh, season 6 premiere? I think it was at some classy ball in the beginning of season 6. So once every six seasons, yeah, maybe, yeah, it's just not enough tuxedo. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'd probably, be, yeah, and again, not sure how many like cheesy one-liners real secret agents have. I'd probably be pretty good with the cheesy one-liners. I like my puns. I'm I'm pretty good at them. So sometimes the bad jokes are actually what's funny in Archer, like yeah. Archer admitting that he didn't come up with something good. He's always trying to do these one-liners. Yeah. And someone asked him if, if he knows whether he shot all the bullets in the gun. And he goes, what am I, Count Bulletsula? As in, like, Dracula? <laughs> Come back to me, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm probably better than him at the, the, <laughs> the classy one-liners. Despite past histories... I think I probably would be quite good at maybe pulling the ladies as a secret agent. That would give me maybe the confidence I needed to, uh, <laughs> to um, yeah, I think that, that could be good. But I don't really want to be in a job where I'm, like, putting my life on the line every day. I don't, I don't need that stress. <laughs> I was at Laser Tag the other day. Got the top score. But, uh, <laughs> but I got shot quite a bit. Like, if that's, they're real, and these are just, like, you know, peers of mine, obviously weren't quite as good as me. So, you know, they were real bullets. Even though I did the best out of everyone, I still would have got killed. Yeah, it's a bit of a tough gig. I play a reasonable amount of uh, Call of Duty, 
Mm. And I'd say I'm all right at that game. Uh, if I go 30 and 5 in a game, I'd say that's all right. But uh, I died five times. Yeah. Uh, in real life, you don't get to respawn. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't be, uh, can't be quite as aggressive as uh, action-packed and adventurous in, in real life. Yeah. Oh, man, the uh, the laser tag was pretty awesome. Um, it was, like, adults, no kids around, so we, like, jumped over walls and, like, sprinting across the the course and stuff. Broke all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than just smashing eight-year-old kids in the laser tag. <laughs> oh, Here's the tip, kids. I just like I get shot, and like uh, like everyone's behind poles and stuff on the other team. Like got a little bit of a stronghold. I'd like get shot and then just run past them all, then wait like a minute or two, and then just come back and just shoot everyone in the back because they haven't turned around. <laughs> uh, again, effective in laser tag. Yes, yeah. so in real life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so coming back to the show, Archer. Oh yeah. <laughs> that as much as we like to talk about laser tag for yeah. the, the podcast let's be a bit more specific about some of the things maybe you liked didn't like about the show some of the the good episodes this season yeah i liked episodes where it's less relationship based uh there's an episode about archer's mum going out with um burt reynolds and i was a bit less interested in the plot of that episode there were some funny jokes then um, the episodes that are a bit more mission-based. Like, we've got this mission, we've got to do this, and the comedy sort of comes around from from the mission. I think my favourite episode of the series was probably when they were all on a train. And I just found that a lot of fun. It was a fun situation to throw all the characters into in a confined space on a mission, high pressure, high stakes, and uh, to see them sort of figure out how to how to solve that. I agree. I like those plot-driven episodes as well. I think the ones about the characters perhaps are more interesting if you've watched the previous seasons. Okay, yeah. For example, Burt Reynolds is kind of an on-running joke mm-hmm. in Archer. Mm-hmm. Archer absolutely loves Burt Reynolds. Constantly on missions, he's referring to Burt Reynolds' movies. Uh, for example, there's a mission where they have an airboat, and he's freaking out, saying, Lana, it's just like Gator! <laughs> But yes, I do. I do think the mission episodes are the best. Perhaps in particular, the uh, final two-parter, them in space. I thought it was a a really good. Yeah, it was episode. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of girls with their clothes off in that one too. Um, <laughs> Why did Lana have to take her clothes off again? To distract the guy. To get the guy <laughs> to come into the room. A bit <laughs> of a stretch. A bit of a stretch for sure. It was a huge stretch just for her to get her clothes off, but I don't put it past that group being what that's what they've come <laughs> up with anyway. So I love how Lana is this really intelligent, uh, super successful secret agent. She's super attractive, and yet she's still really insecure. Yeah. They still manage to make fun of her for having large hands and say that her boobs are starting to sag. Yeah. And it really gets to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how they keep her in ISIS. Like, just keep her self-esteem low. That sort of brings up uh, ISIS's rivalry with Odin. Odin is this other uh, intelligence agency that's just trying to poach agents like Archer and Lana. And they have an agent called Barry. Oh, okay. And uh, Barry, Barry is a great character in the show. He, they were, he was on a joint mission with Archer, and he was, he was hanging, he was hanging from a ledge. 
and uh, it was ripping Archer's suit, and <laughs> Archer resented him for that. So he let Barry drop, uh, and Barry shattered his femur. No. Uh, hasn't really forgiven Archer for this, whereas Archer yeah. finds it a little bit unfair to hold a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> so Barry makes a few appearances this season as uh, Archer's rival, mm. and he's. I think all the episodes he's in are great. I especially love it when he's talking to other Barry. Someone will, will, will just say something and he'll say his opinion on it and he'll be like, yes, other Barry, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I really like those episodes this season. Mm. Although I'd, in terms of story, I think uh, the, the episodes in Archer are relatively self-enclosed. Mm. There are a lot of on-running jokes. Yeah. And I think this is something the show does really well. Mm. Perhaps the funniest on-running joke in the show is uh, the Danger Zone joke. Archer says to Lana that he thinks she's still in love with him and tells her to call Kenny Loggins because she's in the danger zone. <laughs> uh, and this gets brought up again and again. Just the way he says it, so just the way he sings it, just to annoy her. Like, you're trying to get her attention. There's uh, quite a few characters do this joke throughout the series, but they'll go like, Lana, Lana, Lana! And when they eventually give in, give in and go, what? He just goes, danger zone! <laughs> So this is something I laugh at every single time in the show. Yeah. Uh, I think they do it really well. Mm. I, I, I don't know if there's, like, running jokes specifically that I picked up on and love, but it was just, like, ongoing sort of, like, the relationships and the attitude that... How dismissive Archer was of anyone that wasn't Archer. I just found that <laughs> hilarious. So he kept on, like... I guess an example of that is when his mum's, like, in some real trouble over something uh, with an Italian guy... Archer just becomes more focused on meatballs. He wants to just cook meat, meatballs. <laughs> like, he just gets his mind on meatballs. He's like, someone says, this can't get any worse. He's like, I think it just did. There's not enough sauce for everyone. <laughs> how one-track mind it is and just how that means he's dismissive of everyone else's problems I found hilarious. Obviously. He says that a lot. <laughs> I think my favourite line in Archer was the Brian Cranston type character. Um, Krieger. Krieger. When he said, I like my coffee just like I like my women. Dark, bitter, and preferably fair trade. (laughs) (laughs) Krieger is so creepy, but so hilarious. What's the deal? Can you fill me in on this? What's the deal with Krieger, the girl in Krieger's van? The... Um, holographic, like, looks like some cartoon character from, like, a uh, Japanese, like, kids show. What's her story? Yeah, Krieger has invented or created an AI, like an artificially intelligent hologram uh, that was apparently so real that he was going to be allowed to legally marry her, uh, but that fell through. So now she keeps on popping up and they have all these arguments, uh, about her and their mother and not being able to get married. And mm. uh, it's very weird how young yes. <laughs> this anime uh, hologram She is. looks about 12 or something like that. <laughs> sort of like he's got her in the back of a van is also very suspect. Like, it's also very creepy. It's never good when you're trying to get, like, young girls into a van. I love how much Krieger loves his van. Like, he's yeah. so pimped out, but it's just so trashy. Yeah. Should we get to our screen verdict? Yes, let's give our uh, let's screen verdict on Archer. Let's verdictize this. 
I actually quite enjoyed this show. I thought it was pretty funny. I loved the dynamics. I loved the relationships. I, I thought the, a lot of the episodes had really good plots that I, I enjoyed, kept my interest. So it's a, it's a really cleverly written, funny show. Uh, at the same time, I don't know if it's because it's animated I found it a bit harder to connect with, like maybe the animation style. It's good. It's not bad. I, I actually like it because it's different to other shows I watch, but... You know, it's not like I was loving this show the same way I, like, love Arrested Development or I love The Office in its peak and, and Parks and Recreation. And I'm wondering, because they're also clever shows with funny interactions and character dynamics, and I'm wondering if the animation gets in the way of that a little. Like, it'd be very interesting to see this show if it wasn't animated. It was the exact same scripts but with live action, whether that would be a better show. Maybe not. Uh, so, I don't know, I quite enjoyed this. I'll give this a seven and a half. As you can probably tell, I, I like the show, Archer. I think I really enjoy the animation style. I think mm-hmm. the way it's drawn just looks uh, really cool to me. I think the show is absolutely hilarious at its best. It's mm-hmm. when, when the one-liners are working, when the, the dialogue is coming, I think it's really, really good. Yes. The, the only problem I have with that is that sometimes it's a lot of very fast dialogue, a lot of yelling at each other. There's mm-hmm. quite a lot of yelling in the show. And if you watch a few episodes back-to-back, that becomes a bit repetitive and grating. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's my really only complaint with that style of humour. Yeah. I think you've got a really good premise, the, the secret agency. Uh, I think you've got a really good cast of characters. Um, don't think we even talked about Ray that much, and I really like Ray the character, just the way he's... Who's Ray? The gay one. Oh, the, yeah. The way, just the way he says says things like double deuce. Like yeah. I just find that to be really entertaining. Yeah. I was thinking by season three they might not be able to find new places for the show to go, and it might get a bit repetitive. But I thought this was a pretty strong season. I really liked some of the character relationship developments and some of the individual missions were pre- were pretty cool. Uh, especially the the two parter to end the series in space. I really yeah, enjoyed that. Wondering they wouldn't have places to new places to go. They went out of space. <laughs> <laughs> I may have heard you had those concerns go, we'll show him <laughs> so yeah if you're a fan of the show definitely keep watching if you're new to the show I recommend you try it start with season 1 though because there are a few unrunning stories and a few un- unrunning jokes which would be good for you to know and the first uh, two seasons are good too I'm going to give it an 8.5 mm. so there you go I think pretty good combined score from us there uh, you can do the mass at home. We don't want to spoil that for you. Um, now, housekeeping. Not in the library. Yes, but definitely in the danger zone. <laughs> Thought you'd like that one. <laughs> okay. That has me intrigued for housekeeping. What do we have this week, Matt? Well, firstly, we've got to remind everyone of the competition. In our Walking Dead podcast. Oh, yeah. We offered you the chance to win a collection of uh, the first six issues of the Walking Dead comics. And yes. All you have to do is go to the Screen Verdict Facebook page, like the page, and post on our wall what your survival plan will be for the zombie apocalypse. Mm. So it doesn't have to be that long. All you have to do is say where you go, who you'd be with, what you do in order to try and uh, survive the zombie attack, mm. and uh, you could win the prize. Yeah, best one wins the prize. That's uh, that's that's uh, that that. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Best one gets the prize, yeah. Best one wins... Uh, there might not be that many entries, so you, I think you've got a pretty good chance uh, to yeah. win if you do that. Yeah, no, get in on that, guys. This is huge. 
We did a community podcast quite a while ago. People love the community. It's got a bit of a hip indie following. There's been a bit of community. but some people. Okay, yeah, some people. (laughs) Um, I only gave it a six. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I think even fans of the community aren't loving this season. So, um, but anyway, we did a community podcast. Uh, There's some community news this week. Chevy Chase wanted a line replaced... Maybe they wouldn't do it. I'm not sure. Caused a bit of tension at the rap party. Apparently, the creator got them to chant "F Chevy." Seems like an appropriate response. You're not <laughs> escalating the situation in any way. Yeah, when you're the showrunner, you you you, you want to not take the high road. You want to get down on that low road with the <laughs> troublesome actor. Like that's it's where you want to be. Uh, and uh, then Chevy Chase called him up. Gave a fairly rude, um, rude voicemail message. It's a pretty good message. Yeah, which then got sent to TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's what happened. So I know if Community Season 4 is in question before this drama. <laughs> sure, it's in a little more question now. I was kind of wondering where you were going with that, how you're going to tie it back into us. I guess it's because we did a community. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it's just like. Here in the Entertainment News Podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I thought, I thought we'd done a podcast that we might have an opinion. Yeah. I'm backing Chevy. I'm on Chevy's side. Well, I think from what I've heard, Chevy's right. Uh, he is a bit of a diva from what I hear, Chevy. So he, he probably... But yeah, no, I think definitely... Uh, if what's being said about this producer chanting this at a, the rap party, that seems a bit out of line. And look, Chevy did say his writing wasn't good, but it was okay. Well, I think that's a podcast. I think so. A big happy Easter to you, Jonathan, to all our listeners. Yeah, if you're into that. Yeah, if you're into it. Yeah, hopefully uh, you go out and celebrate and uh, eat hoss cross buns, uh, unless you're doing a podcast, in which case you should be a bit more professional and uh, (laughs) do that beforehand. Okay. We were sitting chatting for a while before the podcast, and I did have them there, so I probably could have eaten them (laughs) But anyway, yeah, have a happy Easter, everyone. Remember about Jesus Christ and what he did on the uh, Easter a couple thousand years ago. Yeah, if you swing that way. Yeah. That's cool by me. Yep. <laughs> You're a lot less hostile than you were uh, over Christmas. <laughs> so, you, so you're feeling a bit better these days. That's because it was Christmas v Festivus, and I was in the corner of Festivus. Oh, okay. Whereas I don't have anything to compete with you. Yeah, how to compete with Easter? Guy <laughs> comes back to life from the dead. Pretty tough to compete with. Maybe I should uh, celebrate season six of Dexter. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's the season six of Dexter Day, yeah. where we commemorate how some guy did the opposite. Actually, turned out to be dead the whole time. <laughs> oh, I got you saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgiveness of humanity's sins, conquering death. Can't beat that. <laughs> Not even with Dexter Season 6. Dexter thinks he can. I'm a husband, son, serial killer. You're doing the Catholic cross yeah. thing on you by <laughs> saying that. Anyway, anyway, until next week, guys. Yes. See ya. Bye.